spot. That's where it ends. No one could take the mark. Ground level Bruce had passed to Gunston, and the two old tails tell the story again. Fort win here for Warple. Pushes on Stephen, gets the 50, kicks a floater inside, bounces over the top to Gunston, who spins, hand passes to Impey, who snaps the goal. Burgoyne, he tried to get out the back, whips his man underneath it beautifully, chips in and finds Warple. Warple plays up, runs to the goal line and kicks the goal. Torpedo's on the board again. Burgoyne, around one, around two, Siren! Double hold on! And find themselves in the third spot on the AFL ladder with a nail-biter over the Saints. An arm wrestle was the last thing Hawks fans expected heading into round 22, but that's exactly what unfolded against the Saints at Etihad Stadium. Still, we got what we wanted, the Hawks pinching the four points and setting up a massive clash with Sydney at the SCG. It's going to be a big week for the club. We have plenty to get through here on the show, so let's get down to business. Hello and welcome to the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and sitting across from me is my co-host, a man who won't convince me I missed a whole heap this past Saturday evening. G'day, Tiz. Well, you're right. Arm wrestles is exactly... Well, you were at the wrestling, weren't you? <laughs> exactly. It's wrestling of a different kind. Absolutely. But this was, a, this was an epic contest of gigantic proportions, our whole... Ooh. I, I can't believe you missed it, mate. It was well, just would, such would a good say, game. Would you say it was as epic as uh, Will Osprey challenging uh, Inter-Commonwealth champion Slex for the title? Perhaps it, it even overshadowed uh, the umpires. <laughs> right, so it was that sort of spectacle, was it? <laughs> the umpires had a leading and starring role in this game. <laughs> oh, so much like the wrestling. It's <laughs> pretty good. Can I just say, though, there was a certain point of the night where I couldn't stop looking at my phone. I was like, so anxious looking you, at the scores. Were, were, you, um, were you thinking it wouldn't refresh in that last quarter, your phone? Yes. Did, did actually, you, yeah, you've read my mind. Did you think that because, Telstra had gone down and the whole <laughs> app had failed? Oh, no, I don't use that. I use uh, Footy Plus oh, dear. or Footy Live or whatever it is. And my, my phone, I don't know whether it's just me, but notoriously it does not refresh. So usually I have to completely close the program and reopen it <laughs> to get a score update. So I was doing just that, and nothing was changing. And I'm like, well, okay, well, hang on. No time seems to have elapsed, but it's been 20 minutes without a score. Yeah, I don't know if this it was, is right. It was unbelievably long time. <laughs> I think some of the Hawks players just realised that I was doing the tweets after goals, the scores were kicked. And so they <laughs> okay. just put an embargo on scoring. Now, how did you find the, the whole tweeting thing? I, I think people responded well to your performance. Oh, yeah. Not so much Hawthorne's performance, but I think they enjoyed your tweets. Yeah, it was, it's okay. I didn't get <laughs> caught out on the camera missing anything. So, <laughs> Not the, Have you been paying attention, Cam, or whatever it is that they do for some clubs? Anyway, what, what went wrong in this game? <laughs> what went wrong? Well, before we get to the autopsy... Because we should have smashed them. It's St Kilda. They dragged us down to their level. Yeah, I mean, there, there seems to be some truth to that. Before we get to the autopsy tears, let me uh, let me get to some social media stuff. iTunes, we've hit 93 ratings now, and I think we've put the draft history stuff in the bin, you'll be happy to know. I think we've moved beyond that. Good. <laughs> I thought you'd be pleased. And uh, how about this? Twitter, at HawkTalkPod, we've officially surpassed 1,000 followers, Tiz. Excellent. First class. It's just astonishing, and we're so appreciative of everyone that's jumped on board. Yeah, shame they couldn't do it during the game. Would have given me something to write about <laughs> yeah. in that last quarter. Yeah, it could have kept you busy rather than actually <laughs> having to have your eyes glued to the field, unfortunately for you. But uh, no, we hit 1,000 followers. We've surpassed it, which is amazing. And uh, 
the response to us announcing that we'd hit the milestone as well was was pretty amazing because people have had nothing but kind words to say to us. Some people have gone gone as far as to say it makes their day whenever the podcast comes out and all sorts of things that really just um, encourage us to keep on going. And, and this so-called journey, if you like, and now, now getting a bit schmaltzy. Is it a, is it a story journey? <laughs> it's a story journey. Well, it's our story and it is a journey. Um, it, oh. it's, it's by far surpassed anything that we imagine in terms of the level of support that people have shown for the podcast. So... We really appreciate it. It's a massive milestone. When for are we us. bringing out the book? Is is now the time for merch? Yeah. Someone decided. Someone it's, suggested to us on on Twitter that we bring out merch. Yeah, I want to bring it out in, in competition with BJ's autobiography. <laughs> yeah, you, you reckon there's a Goddard one coming? Oh, definitely. He's had a, he nearly had a movie series, didn't he? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If they won a premiership, he he said it would be a Hollywood flick. I liked BJ for a long time. St Kilda probably would have won that game with BJ in the side, don't you think? <laughs> Do you reckon they're going to flirt with that again? I read today, just before we hit record, that uh, someone was proposing a Hodge-style move. To Frio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reunite Goddard with Ross Lyon. That'll go down well. It'll be, that'd be fantastic. That'd be supremely entertaining Love for us. to see that. How is it that we've already gotten on this tangent already? Well, I did promise on Twitter that we'd have an hour full of Goddard appreciation. Yeah, it's officially the Brendan Goddard appreciation we'll just, hour here. We'll on just Hawk see Talk how podcast. much gets cut, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my work cut out for me every week, so... Uh, <laughs> It wouldn't be anything different than usual. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Now, with all that social media stuff out of the way, we can now get down to the recap of a game that I sure as hell didn't miss. Certainly, I wasn't there, but uh, I don't think I missed anything. Oh, well, you did miss something. Yes. And that's Connor Nash. Oh, okay, right, fair enough. I'll pay that. He looks like he could be a 200-game player. He's got some poise about him. There was one moment where he's just running through the centre... Of uh, the Etihad Stadium. That's right. We actually heard from uh, a listener, Jesse, who said it would be very hard to drop Nash after that game. Played a very good game when the team was playing very ordinary. And that one highlight where he just stepped through two Saints players That's the one. was just extraordinary. Which I managed they to track down. I couldn't believe he did it. I, <laughs> I managed to, to find that particular highlight. And that is just out of this world. And then he, he balks in that. the goal square as well for uh, his first goal. <laughs> makes it unnecessarily complicated yeah. for his first goal in <laughs> AFL. Well, he'd already had a couple of goes. 16 disposals, 75%. Yeah, so he was he was our man closest to goal a lot of the night, mm-hmm. making sure that we created uh, space in front of him, left space for... And although he didn't play w- very well going forward, especially in that last quarter, mm. he was one of the few that looked dangerous, apart from Gunners and Brewster, who seemed to do it every week. Yeah. And uh, Clarko was... He knew we were going to mess Hendo. Mm. And he he threw Impey forward at the start of the game. And by the end of the game, Impey was probably one of our best defenders. He was intercepting along with Burton, who had his best game probably for the year. I want to just uh, circle back around to uh, Impey there. We heard from Scott at Hawk Talk Pod who said, thought Impey's defensive efforts late in the game were very good. Wasn't expecting that. And Cambrosis added, is Impey better up forward or down back? Well, I think that's... That's the beauty of Impey. And a lot of our players at Hawthorne, even Gunston went back behind the ball near the end there. Yeah. A little bit troubling mm-hmm. that uh, we've scored very little in the last quarters of the last three rounds. True. And that is fading out. That is... That's a fitness thing, do you reckon? Or... Well... Concentration? I guess like... it has to be. Yeah. Fitness. I mean, they are young. Yep. So, uh, we're not putting in four-quarter efforts. And if we do manage to win this week... 
Uh, we'll probably get found out for that in the finals. But you've got to remember that there's a lot going on between sides. There's no clear standouts apart from Richmond. Yeah, and that's I'd right. I'd hate to finish fourth and meet them. Don't you want to see how we go against them? Not really. Why? Because if we're going to beat them, we beat them once. We don't want to have to <laughs> beat them twice. Okay, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, you don't want to have to play the best side in the competition twice if you don't have to. Yeah. That's fair. Are we not seriously done with Connor Nash, are we? There's more I want to talk about with Connor Nash. Does he get selected again this week because Ruffy's coming back? How do, how do you how do you handle that? Pitting it out for Ruffy, probably. Well, one of our listeners, Danny, explored this very conundrum. He uh, hit us up on Twitter and, and said, Connor Nash, leave him in the side ahead of Shuey or take him out for Ruffy. Shuey hasn't lost this year, Tiz. However, Nash has never lost a game in his entire AFL career. Atrocious. That's the kind of cherry picking I expect from... Numbers do not lie, Tiz. That's the kind of cherry picking I expect from on the couch. (laughs) Come on, Danny doesn't appreciate that, I'm sure. (laughs) You don't need to be serving him that. But uh, I would would keep Nash in. I mean, like I said, I I have been catching up on this game. He broke... Didn't he break someone's shoulder? Wasn't Nunes... He felt that tackle. (laughs) He really did. So he he gives this pressure element as well as being a tall leading option. And then he's quick over the back. This is what I wanted to point out, Tiz. Now, perhaps the most pleasing part of his game, to use a Clarkoism, was seven tackles. Now, that was a best of field, apart from uh, Liam Shields, who equaled that with seven. I think also he had something like eight score involvements, Nash. Look, it's his second game, and he nearly tonned up in AFL Fantasy points. That just shows how yeah. integral he is, you know. AFL Fantasy doesn't benefit, doesn't give any more points for accuracy. Mm. So he's got a lot of the pill there. Yeah. Now, name-dropping Clarkson before. It's interesting to see his take on the game. He declared that on this occasion, the better team lost. Now, is that a fair interpretation? Reviewing some key stats here, that seems to be the case. The Saints had more disposals, more inside 50s, more contested possessions, and one more shot at goal than the Hawks. But if you look at the expected score lines, Hawthorne still win. So when you look at the expected result, it should have been 78 points to St Kilda and 89 to Hawthorne. (laughs) Now, for anyone not necessarily up with this stat, because you're talking about what should have happened, and I'm sure a lot of Hawks supporters listening would turn around and go, yeah, mate, we should have won by 10 goals, but it didn't happen. So what what exactly do you mean? The expected scoreline is where the shots were taken from against AFL average. Okay. So so we were forcing them wide. They weren't kicking well. Yeah. And neither were we. Yeah. I felt... A lot of the Hawthorne players thought this would be a lot easier than it, than it was. <laughs> well, it's funny. We heard from one of and our listeners. we kept getting out to about two or two or three or four goals. And then somehow that little uh, fellow in the forward line, <laughs> Jack Loney, would find himself one-on-one with Connor Glass. And Connor Glass would uh, somehow manage to give away a free kick to him. And, and Jack Loney took his opportunity every time. Full credit for taking the opportunity. Finished with four goals, didn't he, Loney? Yep. Yeah, but, uh, it wasn't a particularly good return for Glass. We wondered where he was, and then, hey, presto, came back we, in the side, and now I think he goes straight back out. Well, you wondered where he was, and I said he's learning how to defend one-on-one. <laughs> that's true. And yeah. we found out that he still has a little bit to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I think he was only exposed after Frawley went off. Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, we heard from Rowan, who, who basically summed up this game, saying it was one of those ugly games that we were a bit off, and for all their flaws, like woeful skills and ball movement, the Saints were keen, and they were on. So it was good to hang in for a win. 
And I do feel like we'd subconsciously already flown to Sydney. Yeah, the hunger wasn't really there. You've got to remember we've had some pretty tough games the last couple of weeks. Mentally tough that's as how, well as physically that's tough. That's how I review this game. I look at uh, Essendon and Geelong that we had to really big ourselves up for. And we're going to need to again with Sydney this week. And this game, you just knew on paper, maybe the commitment wasn't going to be quite there. I felt like the Hawthorne crowd got us over the line. Yeah, really? I really did. What kind of numbers did they have at Etihad Stadium? 24,000 turned 24,000? Yeah, and uh, I, I didn't hear any Saints. Well, um, I mean, why well, would Mind you? you, I was sitting with the cheer squad. <laughs> but why, I guess for Saints fans, what's left in the season? I mean... Exactly. But uh, I, I just like how Clarko's making sure Richo's there next year. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it... could have put him to the sword, but what fun is that? That's not sporting. Oh, not that. I mean, in the in the post-match when he said the better side lost. Oh, right. So, yeah, he planted the seed. You know, you don't want to go. What happened to getting Rats a job? Well, he doesn't need, <laughs> maybe he doesn't need the full-time role. He just wants oh, okay. to. Yeah. I don't know. He just seems very even-handed, doesn't he, Clarko? Unless it's too yeah. long, and then he says, oh, they're not a top eight side. <laughs> We've recently taken a few little swipes at opposition teams. Mind been... you, Chris. Yeah. He went and got another contract. He did. He's did been re-signed. See, did you see Geelong Twitter meltdown at that? No. Oh, it's so good. So, okay. If we if we may detour listeners for just a moment, as we are prone to do. Um, Chris Scott, not a hit with the Geelong faithful? Well, I think the... Th- what they look at is his record in finals, which ain't great, and the fact that he's just expected to win everything down at Geelong. So, uh, you know, Geelong will win that forever and a day, apparently. As long as he's in Geelong, they're meant to win. Okay. So that, that's basically their thing. And apparently he lucked out in his first season. He mm. ha- he didn't have his own team. Mm. Uh, and now he's got the God Squad. Uh, not the God Squad, what are they <laughs> called? The God Squad. The, the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity in the Close. midfield. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got a couple of the God Squad. they got Ablett and Zach Smith and someone else, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he can't pick a ruck, even though they've got five on the list. Can't win the ruck. The only thing I think, and this, this is weird, because the media will tell you this. They will cite this as an example of how good Chris Scott is at coaching. Go on. In a recent poll, he was described as the hardest coach to coach against by the other coaches. Great. I mean, Now, if, you, if you're pulling that up, that is, you know, there's stuff that doesn't need to be said if you're good enough. That's right. Like, I've, I, I don't really care what their testimony says. If they're still beating Geelong, then that's all that matters, right? <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, if he was that hard to coach against, then they would be one of the all-time great teams, but they're not. Yeah, well... Fact, for years now, there have been tougher sides to coach against than There's Geelong. a touch of the handbags about him again. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there? When the, when the whips are cracking, they go to water. That final against Sydney, mm-hmm. prelim, mm-hmm. They, they were gone after quarter time. Now they're only just going to make the eight, but he gets another contract. The reason, apparently, is because so many of their senior team have mm. left Geelong to go elsewhere. We've had right. we've had Justin Reeves join us, and a lot of the, their um, upper echelon of their coaching has uh, moved to other clubs. So they're looking to just keep some stability there. That seems to be the key word with Geelong, doesn't it? The the word stability. They're always just, they hang around, but they don't really do much besides that. I know they've been a thorn in our side for years. Well, that's a problem we might be looking at, actually. If we remain competitive like this up the top of the ladder yeah. without actually threatening to win it. 
Yeah, no. That, that is the fate of most sides. And yeah. you'll see Sydney uh, are experiencing that too. Oh, I, I definitely think Sydney's in the same basket, and that's what I am worried about, that you can have you can have success without having the ultimate success. Yeah, you've got all these swoopers. Yeah. Dogs, Richmond, I would call a swooper, even though they're favourites for this year. Yep. They definitely swooped last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Magpies might swoop this year. <laughs> Um, let's return to the game now. Our stats round up. The MVP of this game, you couldn't look past Jack Gunston, surely it is. No. 24 touches, a return of 4-1, and four goal assists himself. He's just in phenomenal form. Doing it in attack and in defence. Yeah, wasn't he critical in those final stages of the game? Because although he hit the scoreboard and really was... He made a critical contribution in that regard, and he had 10 score involvements as well, apart from the figures that I listed before. But in the closing stages of that contest... To help the team absorb and repel the Saints' attack was just phenomenal. Yeah, the other point I want to make is just how much Tom Mitchell worked to get into that game because he mm. was well and truly uh, bolted down by steel. Yeah, that's one thing I, um, looking at my phone, got the impression of early on because I was looking at the stats. Seven touches in the first, two in the second, and I, then I, I 13 t- and 11. Yeah, I'll tell you this, listeners, it's not very often that at a game or, or at home or wherever you got the phone out, you got the app open, it's not often that you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling <laughs> for Mitchell like he's usually top of the tree. Yeah. So that was quite odd indeed. Now, at one stage in the game, Hawthorne had a disposal efficiency of 83% Whew. to 69%. Hello. At St Kilda. Yeah. And that was about half time, I think, just before half time. But this indicates what happened in the second half. Mm. St Kilda finished with. A disposal efficiency of 74%. Okay. And Hawthorne finished with a disposal efficiency of 73%, indicating just how badly we played after (laughs) halftime. Things evened up pretty significantly. Well, they played well above themselves in that second half to lift that 69 above our disposal efficiency. Mm. Quite frustrating. It is. It's just as well that uh, we have the signature of one Sean Burgoyne for another year because we might need him in games like that. He's a freak. (laughs) <laughs> he was you can't very look good past him. Again. It was either Burgers or Gunston that were best that game. But Burgers is just so influential. He created space for Warple to to do what he wanted. Yeah. Warple was impressive again, and he just you can he's almost reliable. I know. So early on in his in his career, it's pretty scary for opposition sides, isn't it? So uh, Hardwick sort of struggled after half time, and and uh, Taylor Miles did as well. But most of the young boys were. Pretty good. Okay, I'm going to need to put a pin in all of these players so I can talk about all of them separately. Okay? Why is that? Well, I, I think I want to highlight their contributions. I don't, I don't, I don't sh- just want to skip over it them. It was a bad team performance, but individually, most of them look good. All right, I want to get back to Burgoyne. 24 touches, 13 of those contested, 83.3% disposal efficiency, sent us inside 50 a total of six times, seven score involvements. You can't ask too much more. He did everything he could. James Warple, obviously. Hashtag Warple Watch. It's just a segment of the show now. Everyone just, <laughs> everyone just wants to know yeah. what James Warple did on the weekend. And it's got to be the Don't Argues, right? That was beautiful. couple of them. One behind him. <laughs> yeah. As he's running, he sees him coming, turns. Piss off. Yeah. <laughs> gives in the Don't Argue and continues. Uh, we heard from Jesse, one of our listeners, who asks, uh, does Warple have a better Don't Argue than Dusty? No. <laughs> what about Bruce? Yeah, Bruce... <laughs> Bruce seems to just feel like he'll get through it anyway, and he doesn't always put enough effort in. Have no. you noticed that? Yeah, I, I have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. 
definitely noticed. I want to talk about our best ball users being mostly in our back half, all right, which is kind of important when the margin is that tight. So we've got three names in particular. Blake Hardwick, 13 touches at 92.3% disposal efficiency. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Burton, just the 13 touches, but 100%. But here we go. How about Taya Miles? 18 touches at 94.4% disposal efficiency, eight score involvements, not a single clanger. Wow. Yep. I didn't realise that. Yep. Pretty I good thought game. he sort of faded out of the game. But I um, may have done. I'm just looking at overall disposals and uh, stats, I guess. But look, the thing to take away from this is mm. that as a team, we were remarkably ineffective. For almost the entire match, <laughs> and yet we still won. We still had the heart and soul to get over the line. Yep. Uh, to defend like rabid dogs, yep. it was ridiculous how how well we defended. And I want to point out something. Mm. Uh, late, late on, Connor Nash has gone back and taken a mark in our back fifty. Mm. He's gone to create position, taking a mark in our back 50, and I think the whole stadium saw the space in front of him and wanted him to run. Yeah. Right? He did exactly the right thing. <laughs> he took about half a minute off the clock deciding yeah. where to put that. Yeah. And he launched it about 60 metres up the wing, making sure everyone had time to get to that contest and then it wasn't coming back. You are just relishing all things Connor Nash, aren't you? Well, it was just a moment where I thought, I've seen young players struggle with this Mm. moment before mm. they see an option and basically when he looked down the line it was six on two there yeah. was nothing there for Hawthorne but he decided in that moment to just stem the tide slow it down I'm not sure whether anyone was yelling at him telling him exactly what to do but he, he performed really really well when he could have taken exactly the wrong option just another player I want to mention before we start wrapping up our recap of this game. Uh, what did you think of um, Big Boy McAvoy's return? Oh, he was only leading forward. <laughs> mm. He seemed pretty important. Slotted two goals, ran at 90.9% disposal efficiency. Uh, obviously dominated the hitouts and was... Well, hitouts to advantage, not so much. Yeah, well, true, yeah. That's true. Segler's much better at the hitouts to advantage. Mm. Um and I think Pitnet got a few hitouts as well. I saw some people coming in for Pitnet on Twitter. He's a bit slow. Turns like a tugboat. Well, I think he turns quicker than he runs. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> he just uh, they they exposed him a bit for his pace. They were running away from him mm. in the, in the, in the back line. We heard from uh, Nick via our Facebook page, facebook.com/hawktalkpod, who uh, who said errors coming out of the back line, particularly in the second half when Frawley went down, had me worried. Connor Glass had five clangers off thirteen touches. Not so good. Uh, wouldn't have said this 10 weeks ago, continues Nick, uh, given his slow start to the season, but Frawley needs to be fit, especially with that lovely specimen Lance in the form that he's in. Now, he's not ha- in good form. You don't think Lance Franklin's no, in good form? No, he's done his groin again. Well, so say the reports coming out at the moment, I but he could still play. Game. He looked ginger. He looked croppy. Yep. I don't think you risk him before. Fi- They're short of finals, right? They are. Yep. So yep. Both he teams- won't be playing. Both teams are assured of finals, and I happen to agree. I think it'd be madness to play him. We heard from Josh on Twitter. Has this subpar performance that still resulted in an important four points come at the perfect time? Was a little bit uncomfortable with how much exposure we got in the media during the week. That game (laughs) should be enough to put us back under the radar for a bit. Not if we finish in the four. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be right back on us if we beat the Swans. Okay, so the equation is that if we beat the Swans by... More than Collingwood beat the Dockers earlier in the day, we <laughs> jumped them. Really? Yeah. 
because wow. it's about two points difference in between uh, two points difference okay. on the scoreboard. Yep. In percentage uh, between us and Collingwood. Jeez, I wasn't aware that it, it really got down to those nitty gritty figures. I didn't think that. So that's if we'd what it actually took. beaten St Kilda by a decent bloody margin, yeah, we needed to do that. Yep. We would be much closer to third. Having said that, having the Dockers come in for some stick this week, it's good to see. I mean, how could they not? With the with the pies heading over there. Oh, right. So you reckon the stage is set. Put one up of them. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that miracle performed. Really? In you don't Perth. think Ross no. Lyon's going to be like, oh, they might think about you're sacking talk, me. You're talking about a team that got 23 consecutive goals kicked on them. Is it only 23? <laughs> yeah, it probably felt like more, but that was 23. That's a, I think that's a record-breaking run of goals. But that first quarter was pretty good, mate. Like, you know, they were in front. <laughs> okay. Well, I wouldn't go expecting the Pies to drop their bundle. That's all I'm saying. No, I would. Is this where we start talking about Mason's multi? No, okay, we'll save it. We'll save it the show. I want to hear your tips because I've got mine. Well, you've already done them. Yeah. Don't we have to see the teams, the lineups? No. Oh, God, I'm, I'm waiting for the lineups, mate. No, you can't do that. You Whether have to Buddy commit... plays or whatever. No, I, you have to commit the same as I do. You don't commit until Thursday nights. No, I, I, know I that. am now. I'm playing. I'm playing this game properly. You're oh, committing on you're, this podcast. You're moving, so you're, the, tipping. you're moving the goalposts again. What? You don't want to play anymore? No, no. Yeah, pack up your. No, no. I'll play, but on Thursday night when the teams are named. Oh, that's so cheap. Hey, you know what, Tiz? Hey, listen, if it's my feel... twenty-two dollars on the line. Oh, if you feel <laughs> that you need to do that to win. Then by all means. Well, I got to get the odds. You see, I was going to pick someone for first goal and roll it into the result. Oh, you can't. No, that's not part of the game. Talk right. about moving the goalposts. That's that's plenty. No, it's about who wins. Well, over under in the scoreline. Well, that's different because that's still we're talking about results. Okay, not first goal and all that rubbish. First goal and Hawthorne wins by forty. No, just the results. Gunston. That's all Mason's multi has been all year. You Gunston can't go change it now. Gunston and forty. Anyway. Uh, That'll be my only bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we're into the preview now of Sydney versus Hawthorne. Saturday, 7.25pm at the SCG. Somebody this... belt Ronky. Just leave Glass in it and just smack <laughs> yeah. him one. This and is... it's all over. This is effectively for a top four spot. That's what we're playing for. If we don't beat them, we finish outside the top four. Do beat them, we get the double chance. The Pretty ac- simple. The actual problem is we want to beat them by a lot and meet West Coast in West Coast, or do we want to lose and meet Geelong? I would like actually anything else, anything else conceivable, rather the odds than play of, Geelong. The odds of beating Geelong three times in a season are not great. Well, it's the Holy Trinity. Which is why I want to see them play Melbourne. Geelong-Melbourne would be something special. I'd turn up to the MCC going for the umpires, I think. <laughs> it's like uh, that quote from Black Books, I'll flip a coin and hope it explodes. <laughs> um, I did actually do the ladder predictor, and... We don't necessarily face Geelong if we lose. It's not as simple as that. Isn't it? Yeah, we could actually end up playing Melbourne. We could actually end up playing GWS, which might be at Etihad Stadium. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not set in stone just yet, but I will grant you the most likely outcome if we don't get the job oh, that done. that would be shocking, playing GWS yeah. at Etihad. Oh, in an elimination final, yeah. yeah. I'm not, not into that at all. But, yeah, the most likely scenario is that we play Geelong, which I don't want either... Could Again, be, could be shades of two thousand when we played Geelong and Eddie Head. And remember that? I don't actually. Know. It's the first time I went to Eddie Head Stadium, what was once known as Colonial. Wasn't Colonial it? Stadium, yeah. 
Yep. It's going to be known as Marvel Stadium. Next. And I was in the very last row at the top. <laughs> okay, wow. And I couldn't see half the field. I don't know where you've ever been up there, but you can't see half the field if you're right. Mate, I top. got close to up there for that VFL game the other week. <laughs> you remember that? How I <laughs> yeah. told you that everything was reserved? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, we'll just send you up to level three. Clearly, I'm still bitter about it. We move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sydney Hawthorne. Uh, we got an update from Ash Brown, uh, who basically just. Gave us the full rundown, well, Twitter, not just us personally. Gave Twitter the full rundown on the availability of some Hawks stars. Uh, Defender James Frawley, only a 50-50 to take on Sydney this week. Uh, Roughhead should be right to play. Henderson and Segler trending towards playing. Birchall to wait another week. Birchall to wait another week. Come on. I think Birchall to wait another year, personally. but Been a week away for six months. Well, maybe, you know, Ash might know something that we don't. He's got more of an inside track than us. So that's that's who we've got coming back for Hawthorne. But Sydney are without a few players. Yep. So they've lost uh, Dawson, Nick Smith, and Alex Johnson going into last week. And I don't think any of them will be back. No. And now this week, uh, Lance Franklin looks Lance. like... Lance. Lance. from Adelaide. Yes, he is. Lance Franklin <laughs> will uh, will be missing. Fancy parts, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope he's missing. Why? They beat us without him last time. Now, that is true. But I'm kind of putting it back on Hawthorne and to hoping... To have learnt. Yes. And hoping that we've learned how Sydney look without Lance Franklin. And I can tell you this, Tiz. Although we did, in fact, lose that game, we got ambushed by one of their young guns, who really, that was the... He wasn't a young gun then. That was the making of Ben Ronk, that game. So you can thank Hawthorne very much for that. I think Taylor Geray, specifically, if memory serves... <laughs> But um, I know how I know how Sydney look without Franklin beyond that game, and I'll tell you right now, it's not very good. Did they have Franklin when they lost to Gold Coast? Ah, uh, they did. That's all I'm going to say. They are very Franklin centric. They and, and you would have seen it last week. Them getting over GWS was very much Franklin inspired, and that's what the story was about. But truthfully, that's been the case for many weeks for Sydney. I that thought Franklin them, has helped them over the line. Yeah, well, he's their best forward. Yeah. But I thought that uh, Parker mightn't be lining up this week as well. I thought if you left the ground to actually hit some bloke in the head, you might, you know, cop a week. Did you yourself have some sort of lobotomy to think that Parker wasn't going to be playing? <laughs> what did you? What world are you living in where a Sydney player gets suspended? <laughs> it hasn't happened since 2015 or something. Yeah, apparently they got the goods over the AFL or something. I'm not sure what it is. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's very frustrating as a sort of... Oh, I'm pretty even-handed when it comes to Hawthorne and the rest of the competition. <laughs> Says he who co-hosts a Hawthorne, <laughs> Hawthorne podcast. <laughs> no, come on. If any other team had done that, especially a Hawthorne player, they would cop a week at least. It wouldn't be a fine. Yeah, I think so. And, and doesn't anything... Isn't there anything to be said for, for previous record anymore? Like, wouldn't he have carryover points for what happened against Impey? Because he got a fine for that, right? He wasn't just outright cleared for what happened with Impey. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's already yeah. hit someone in the head. So I thought, you know, he might be a chance for a week. But then I went, oh, wait, who does he play for? Right, Sydney. Sorry, forgot. Yeah. yeah well, they do it. have the uh, highest number of Brownlow medalists of all time. Oh, there you go. Got to protect them then. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of being bitter, <laughs> as we were before, um, oh, it would have been nice for Parker not to play. But um, oh, it'd be all over before we ran out of the sheds. We heard from Xavier, who wonders, uh, do we play our possession game against the Swans or go head-to-head with pressure and quick ball movement? The keepings off is usually good against them, but I doubt they'll allow it. No, they'll allow it. They've been terrible at bloody SCG all year. 
They have been. I would uh, I'd like to see us move it quickly because I've watched Sydney enough. Move it quickly for a half. Yeah, I've seen Sydney enough this year to know that that is really damaging against them. They don't seem to have any idea of what to do. Essendon, in particular, did it very well. And they were just completely bamboozled by it. And John Longmire just didn't know what well, to do. Well, that was when they had Grundy. Grundy turns worse than Pitnet. He also punches to the middle of the uh, MCG. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> was that, wasn't that when Langford kicked a goal? Do you remember Will yeah. Langford? Oh, He's he's coming back. He's on the comeback trail. Not for the seniors, he is Yeah, he absolutely is. <laughs> You're just saying you this tell to me, annoy me. You tell me you wouldn't play him in a final. That is oh. his That is his stage. He loves <laughs> a final. <laughs> That's a ballsy manoeuvre. Who do you take out of the side in a final to play Will Langford? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might say that. This will be flagged. Nash. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, <coughs> no, no. See, now you're totally, telling, totally you? different player. <laughs> I think it, it needs to be discussed at least, the uh, the Ben Ronk factor. He did kick seven goals last time we met. Who gets the job this time, wonders Darren at Hawk Talk Pod. Hopefully not the grass. As long as we just have some bloke in the vicinity of yeah. Ronk, yeah. it'll be fine. He can't do that again. Don't give him the time or space. No one was on him, ever. Yeah. At all, last yep. time. Yeah. It was the most frustrating thing. You've got to remember they won in the wet. It was a shocking night. Yeah, true. It was only eight points in the end as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, Leo hit us up on Twitter as well, asking, do we look at bringing in 38 disposals, Cuz, to assist Mitchell against Sydney? Cousins with another stellar performance at uh, Box Hill, knocking over uh, Casey, who I believe had a 12-game streak heading into that match. Ladder leaders. Yeah, so it was a sensational win uh, in all conditions. Rain, hail, or shine. Four seasons in one day out at Box Hill. What about Mirrors kicking for goal? Did you <laughs> notice they've shifted him forward? Mirrors been reinvented as a goal kicker, would you believe it? Uh, but Cousins. I it mean, doesn't matter how inaccurate you are in that kind of weather. If one goes through, you're a hero. <laughs> That's right. His kicking was sensational. But Cousins, Cousins has been a star at Box Hill for a while now. Yeah, well, they've got to knock on the door for a while because... Uh, Warple's come in and stolen his spot. That's right. How's yeah, also ahead of him? Yeah, he has been leapfrogged for the time being. Who would you take out to bring... Look, I, I wouldn't mind giving a couple of guys a rest. If if the St Kilda result is indicative that a few guys are <clears throat> need a rest, mm. then uh, I think Cousins comes in for someone. He's played against Sydney before and played very well. That's true, yeah, at the SCG, in fact. Who would you be taking out then? I don't know, anyone who put their hand up? Who, who felt like they might need a rest at this time of the yeah. season. I'll tell you what, I mean, it'd be an interesting proposition for a player to do that on the eve of finals. Do you really want to roll that dice and say, yeah, I could go in for a rest. You might not get back in the team. What are we going to do in finals? It depends on it's who we play. It's so unknown. Well, that's the beauty of it. It depends on what happens this week, whether we win or lose, and it depends on who we get. That will completely dictate how far we go. No, I'm actually quite worried that uh, because we didn't expect to play finals, we won't be ready to play finals physically. Ah, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can see some truth to that. But at what point do you reckon they, they thought it was likely? They must have been building towards it for After a while. After we beat Geelong? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fans were right there. <laughs> but I think that I think the club would know for a while. We lost to Brisbane, yeah, and they must have thought, "Oh well, that's it." No, I'm not sure about that. Well, I did. 
You did too. You're like, oh, we could probably still make top four. <laughs> Someone pointed out. Uh, I think one of our one of our listeners, Carlo, pointed out that we're, I said back uh, after the Brisbane loss that we were still a slim chance of top four. The second Brisbane loss. Yeah, the second Brisbane Just loss. Underline that. Yeah, I, I I cannot believe I said that, but apparently I did. It's committed to a recording, <laughs> this very podcast. But yeah, that that seems very strange. That I would have said that because uh, I didn't feel that way. <laughs> In retrospect, we were very bad that day. I can't believe I said that. But um, no, it's an interesting thing you submit. But no, I think... Oh, look, you're right. It, it is it is the unknown, isn't it? We'll know by the end of this round how far we stand to go. I think the criticism is that we need Bruce and Gunston to really play very, very well for us to be any kind of threat. Whereas other teams are a little bit more balanced going forward. But I think we'll get past Sydney. I don't rate Sydney. They've lost to Gold Coast. They've had a couple of good wins. Mm. They had to come up against a, a, a very much battered and bruised GWS without Josh Kelly. And they've just overrun them at the end. They've got terrible form at the SCG. And we haven't lost there since 2011. Well, we heard from Doug, who says, uh, Nick, the Hawks have beaten Sydney at the SCG every time since 2011, seven times, and they're $2.60 worth a punt. But who are you choosing this week? Oh, jeez. wonder why I've been asked this question by this particular person. Well, because obviously he's trying to make a profit out of your bad tips. <laughs> i got the family in on this. Trying to stick it to you with your terrible tipping. <laughs> well, oh, would you like to know how many I got wrong, wrong on the weekend? None. No, I got one wrong. You got one wrong? Yeah, Who'd I, you get? I picked GWS. There's no shame in that. That's That was a 50-50 sort of game, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, but I got eight out of the nine. How are you feeling, it's Nick? It's just you flexing your muscles. I'm the guy who's ready to, to make my tips this week. You're the one who wants to wait because you think you need to. Well, there may be alterations from the quote on the pod to what actually happens in the end, especially if Brendan Goddard doesn't play. <laughs> yeah, he's the deciding factor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Doug and Tiz and Tiz's family, the rest of them, <laughs> I will be picking Hawthorne this week. <laughs> I do think we can win, yeah. I think we can win. Giving us a margin? Uh, under 20 points. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what, you think 40 plus? I'm thinking they go the jugular. <laughs> you d- hang on. You just said the team looked tired about five minutes ago. Yeah, but so does Sydney. Okay, all right. I'm not buying anything you're saying right now, yeah. so don't even think about just it. Just chucking everything up in the air. <laughs> I'm on to you, Tiz. Well on to you. Uh, before we move on, uh, we heard from Jez, who asked, uh, what can we do to free Mitch from the hard tags that have been put on him the last two weeks, which has limited his output in a relative sense? Is having others like Omira pick up some of the slack enough? Yeah, it's definitely enough. It's exactly what we need coming into finals because someone could line up Titch, take him out of the game. So this is exactly what we need as prep is to uh, spread the workload, which is what I was talking about in the forward line. Go spread the workload very well in the back line. Mm. In the midfield, it's got far better than it was in the first month where Titch did everything. Omir is now taking up the slack and so is Warple. And now we need Nash and maybe Shuey to start lifting. (laughs) If we could just have everyone lifting and playing well. (laughs) Well, you've got to say that Poppy, who is looking at trying to get another contract, he wasn't great against St Kilda, but the week before, that was one of his best games. Yeah, true. So, a few of the forwards are peaking at the right stage, and I think they've just timed Nash's run wonderfully. 
<laughs> you might be right. I look forward to seeing what he can produce against. I reckon he, he might cause some trouble for the Swans. Yeah, exactly. Well, they put a lira lira on him. Yeah, yeah. And then who's who goes to rough? They're a little bit they're a little bit vulnerable down back. They had to yeah. grab Heaney and put him to the half back or even the full back line. Yeah, and that mean and he's you know. They need him going forward because they don't have really accurate kicking going to that. Forward I just line. wonder what Sydney's identity is. What what kind of oh, who cares? What, what kind of team are they? What what game style do they play? They're not really a tall side, are they? And they're not they're not quick side either. It's like they're reading the rugby rules with you know. Well, that makes sense. New then, South and Wales and then trying to apply it to AFL. And that'd be Kieran Jack's influence as well. Oh, Kieran Jack. He kicked that winner, didn't he? He kicked one of kicked that free he was, kick. He was good against free the Free kick from the boundary line after he'd missed a sitter. Free kick, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> do you want the rant? Should we should we do your tips before the rant? I think we should go out on the rant. All right, okay, fine. We'll we'll change up the running sheet. It's interesting how you insist on hearing my tips, but you won't provide yours. No, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird because I've got to get one over you and I've got to pick which one you don't pick. Or just pick the margin, or oh, okay. however, however you... I will accept margins. All right, we won't do margins now. We'll wait for margins on Thursday. Yeah, I, rec- I reckon just for, for an element of just spice... We just pick... We, we just do not mention the margins at all. Okay, all right. In, in the event that, say, we do end up picking the same teams. Anyway, my right. tips for round 23. Wait, wait. Just let me... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, well, done. Okay. Yeah, all good. I can see your laptop. You're not even looking at the fixture. Oh, wait, maybe you no, are. That's up the top. Yeah, you are looking at the fixture. Okay. Jeez, I thought, geez, this smart ass here. Anyway, tips for round 23. Now, you've got to do this lightning pace, all right? So you've got to rattle them off, just yeah. one after the other, just yeah. very quickly. I'll, I'll, I'll announce the sides. Yep. Uh, the home side is mentioned first, all right? You ready? Okay. Port Essendon. Port. Port. Uh, Geelong Gold Coast. Geelong. Geelong. Uh, Richmond Western Bulldogs. Richmond. Richmond. So hang on, you're, you're, you repeating what I'm saying is not just some sort of... No, no, that's my tip. Okay, so yeah. it's not just some yeah, sort of no. tick that you've got that you have to repeat what I'm saying. No, no. Um, no oh, so you've tipped everything that I've tipped, exactly the same. Well, so far, mate, so far. We've got Frio Collingwood I have now. a feeling I know how this is going to play Frio out. Frio Collingwood? This is the worst. Come on. This is so cheap. I can't believe you're doing this. Frio Collingwood, come on. Uh, Collingwood. Collingwood. Uh, <laughs> Carlton, Adelaide. Adelaide, obviously. Adelaide again. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> Sydney, Hawthorne. I've told you Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Uh, Brisbane, West Coast. West Coast. Oh, don't be too quick on that. Now, come on. Brisbane have uh, having a streak. Having a stroke, more like. West Coast. West Coast. Um, <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. 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 Melbourne over GWS. Melbourne over at, GWS. At the G. I would have thought that's an argument for tipping Melbourne. Okay. Melbourne. Um, <laughs> you've convinced me. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> St Kilda, North Melbourne. North Melbourne for my final tip. I've gone with North. Now, this, this is going to be great because North are going to lose. And... The fact that you've tipped them <laughs> is going to absolutely destroy you, Chief. It's, it's going to really kill me that I've I tipped I am them. tipping St Kilda. Oh, look at you. This, the, and leaving it to the final game of the round as well. This is going to be so good. I cannot <laughs> wait. Wow. You're like some sort of evil mastermind. <laughs> it's not enough. You when I saw that was the last game, I was like, yes, it's he's going to pick North. It's not enough. Because they're higher on the ladder. It's, it's not enough for you to win. <laughs> You have to get that over me in that specific oh, way. Oh, the psychological torment of that is going to be magnificent. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe 
uh, maybe I like North Melbourne this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't buy it either, listeners. I think we should turn up at Eddie Head. <laughs> oh, wow. Just sit there, and every time St Kilda kick another one, it's going to be fabulous. Oh, jeez, this is low. <laughs> This is some sort of new level of psychological torment. Subject to margins and uh, light changes. <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> so cheap. So cheap. Well, look. Subject to umpires, margin changes, uh, light changes, um, coaching changes. I hope North wins by, by goal review. <laughs> I hope it comes down to that. Yeah. There's a couple of wonderful goal reviews on the weekend over in the West and also at Eddie Head. That's ah. good fun, isn't it? I'm I'm glad that we uh, fixed the game with goal reviews. I can't wait for the game to be fixed. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Wally Dali's on the case. Oh, hello. Yeah. Now, what is all that about? Is that that's not a thing, is it? He's come out and debunked that. The fact that we we've gone to a point where it doesn't matter what the AFL says or does anymore. Everyone's just like, "Oh, another bizarre decision." Oh, ding of ding ding, breakaway league. <laughs> Why not? You know, that's exactly my thought when I read the Waleed Ali thing. I'm like, of course. Why Why not? It makes no sense, but I believe it. <laughs> and then he debunked it. I'm like, oh, okay, well. No. You see, th- this is just him, you know, pulling back. He's been modest. No, he's he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then everyone's gone, oh, my goodness. What would he know? <laughs> and if he does impose himself in a case where the public's like, what the actual... He would look like a total idiot. There are times in life when people come to you with questions that you are unqualified for, and it's your duty to tell them. <laughs> Miscellaneous questions. We've only got two this week. Uh, we heard from Rory. Should we play Sicily and Howe at Box Hill during the bye weekend before finals? Giving them three quarters would give them some match practice. Yeah. Well, They're it, footballers. They want to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it assumes Sicily's going to be ready. Is Sicily going to be healthy by that stage? Do you reckon he actually needs match practice, that boy? I just I, I think it's less a case of practice and more whether whether his wrist is okay. I'm not sure playing at VFL would be any better than um, just training training in yeah. match conditions. Maybe certainly yeah. for Howe, I wouldn't have any trouble with him running around with the VFL. But you got to remember he hasn't been injured at all, so that's right. He'd be a hundred percent capacity. Yeah, uh, we heard from Stephen as well. Our second miscellaneous question for this podcast: Which players will we delist at the end of the year? Really, already, already. He's looking ahead. Uh, he's keen, is Stephen? Can we take that? Can <laughs> he we take wants that to on, see heads roll. Can we take that on notice and just ask Ash Brown when he comes on? Just to oh, very just, nice. Just to slash a few careers before our eyes. <laughs> it's not something I enjoy, but <laughs> there was a uh, Ash goes the slash. There you go. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Well, there's some sizzle for next week. <laughs> should we run? Do you think at, at any stage should we run this by Ash ahead of the podcast that he needs to play this role of essentially executioner? <laughs> All right. Well, there's some sizzle, and we can reveal on that. Tiz is quite right. We're going to have Ash Brown on uh, the next week's podcast. So get your questions ready, people. Hit us up and uh, things to ask Ash because he's the one on the inside track much more than us. So uh, yeah, you might might want to take advantage of that, especially ahead of the finals. It's going to be. Uh, a massive period for the club. Now, uh, I think that might be the only thing left to do, Tiz, unless you want to talk about anything else. Yeah, I, I actually have one more thing to talk about. Okay. One of my friends supports Melbourne, now <laughs> travelling in Canada. Yep. I say friend. Wrote to me and asked, um, where do I have to line up for tickets? I said, probably the bass in uh, Flinders Lane. The bass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time between drinks. 
But it's so been twelve years. Twelve years, it? but it's not quite as bad as Essendon not having won a final in fourteen. So good. That's such a good stat. What it teaches us is, uh, as someone pointed out on Twitter, just be grateful that we support the club that we do. I noticed, and this doesn't happen often, but Jeffrey's put out a call mm-hmm. after all our teams were successful on the weekend, by yes. the way. Um, women's team had that wonderful win in Darwin. Mm-hmm. The Box Hill Hawks trounced Casey, as we mentioned, but uh, in the polling conditions. <laughs> I think our netball team is in finals as well. <laughs> Does that, does that qualify? Apparently it was reported on the Hawthorne FC website, so I'm guessing it does. Okay. Um, it's the brand, Tiz, the brand. But Jeffrey's asking everyone to turn out for the uh, Saturday games at uh, Box Hill. Yeah, and in response, I'd say, I'm game as long as the weather's not like that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's dependent on weather, but uh, that doesn't happen often, does it? No. We don't get called upon to turn up. Uh, I think he, he, he did... Recently, for the seniors, in one of his letters, yeah. he was a little uh, unimpressed with some of the the attendance figures. But in terms of well, the weather has been dreadful on a couple of occasions for us. True, that Sydney game, yes, yep. comes to mind. Yep. Uh, but in terms of Box Hill and um, yeah, the VFLW, no, it's there's not because they're all making finals. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a big time for the club, um, and it'd be huge if the VFLW won the premiership. But on what, what I'm what I'm saying is that Hawthorne supporters have this sort of innate ability to sense when the when the team actually needs them to lift. Mm. And they turn up. Are you going to be there? Oh, on the weekend. Yeah. Up in Sydney. Well, not necessarily up in Sydney, but I more meant Box Hill. I didn't think you were going to travel. Uh, no, I've been to a few Box Hill games this year. You I, have, yep. I think, they're, I think they're pretty good for the weekend. Do you know who we've got? Who are we playing? Uh, so VFLW begins at 11.30 and we've got the Cats. Okay. And uh, the VFL begins at 2 o'clock, Box Hill City Oval against the Cats. <laughs> okay, yep. Expected. It'll be good. If it's if it's, it's good weather, it's it's not bad out there. Have yeah, I reckon that could be a good afternoon. You're going to have withdrawals next week. No bloody footy. Hopefully we get two more weeks after that of footy. <laughs> That's the idea, yes. In terms of the podcast, we'll keep on keeping on. We'll still be here. Oh, man, I am manufacturing rumours for that trade period as <laughs> as we speak. The trade whisperer is back, people. The trade whisperer. Yeah, that's you. It's not me. It is you. It's not me. I wish it was. It'd be great. That's the very thing the trade whisperer would say. It's not me. <laughs> I'm on to you. Just like I'm on to Sydney. I've got the rant all prepared, locked and loaded for another week. Does it involve Buddy? Because he's absent. No, I don't think it does involve Buddy. Say, a, over a, it a few weeks ago, I said this this game would define Buddy's career, and he's not even going to be there for it. Did you say it would define his career? Mm-hmm. I remember making the prediction that Hawthorne would need to earn a spot in the eight. Off this game, yeah. Yeah, and it turns out we need to earn a spot in the four. Yeah. So I'm... Bloody good. How good is Clarko? <laughs> he's just a bit okay. He's a bit of all right, is Alistair Clarkson. Do you think he gets signed again? <laughs> Do you think he deserves it? On the back of Chris Scott being signed? You know what? It is funny, because that never did materialise, did it? That, that was just... Uh... That was really just shouted down. Well, not shouted down, but it was played down by the high yeah, ups. Oh, we've, we've only just started. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, it'd be madness not to sign him, right? Right. You're giving me a look that says that you don't think we're going to. Oh, I'm waiting. I want it done. Yeah, I want it done as well. And I also want brand announced. Yep. And how? Yep. And Chewy. <laughs> and Popolo. No, say yep. Yep. Good. <laughs>
All right, well, we've got to get to the rant because we've got to wrap this thing up. Don't mention Ronky or the other one. Remember uh, last time you said, who are they? And he kicked seven and the yeah. other guy kicked, didn't play. Yeah. Fox. The Fox didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a problem looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you named the entire team, Nick? I can only encourage you to cling tight, Swans fans. Cling tight that evening. The brown and gold were ambushed by a young punk's flash-in-the-pan performance. Oh, yes, cling tight. Because in the time it's taking you to settle upon the pronunciation of his surname, we've blooded a few youngsters of our own. See, this might be an old rivalry, but know this, Sydney. You're stepping to a new Hawthorne. You want to talk about young guns? How about some heavy artillery in the form of the Warpedo, the rightful rising star of 2017, Ryan Burton? How about we bring you the crash and bash of Connor Nash? Taya, <laughs> the player, Miles. This Saturday evening, the new Hawthorne takes on the old Sydney. And oh boy, doesn't that just sum you up? The old Sydney. We hear so often that Sydney haven't missed a final series since 2009. It's not exactly a point of pride, is it, Sydney? There's that stench of predictability that won't wash away. So many years of simply making up the numbers. And this Saturday isn't about redemption, Sydney. This is about what's right. This is about you stepping aside and letting the final specialists in brown and gold do what they do best. You know better than any team, thanks to Ruffy, Rioli, Silk, every player that's brought you undone at the death. The Hawks need only half a chance to tear the competition apart. Almost made me feel bad for Sydney. They're done, aren't they, mate? <laughs> I reckon that might be it. <laughs> Stick a fork in them. Sydney, just stop. Because you're just going to embarrass yourselves again. It does feel like that. Yeah. You're always just hanging around like a bad smell, Sydney. And even just when you give do, it up. And you get to the final stage and you fluff the lines. Yeah, exactly. Like Again, and we put Geelong in the same category. Just make way for the teams that know what they're doing. <laughs> Looking at a team that won three in a row in an era where they shouldn't have been able to do that, and yet, and yet, just leave it to Hawthorne. Step aside, let it happen. My favourite part is they've changed their is the media line that they've changed their game plan for MCG games. That's why they can't win at the SCG this year. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, because you can't have two game plans. No, you can't have two at once. No, no. no you can't. It's just the genius of horse. Ah uh, well, I don't like to be an naysayer. <laughs> oh. oh, this is going to be so much fun. We're in finals. Hawthorne yeah. have absolutely blitzed our expectations. We're probably finishing in the four. We have the option to kill that black to back. <laughs> the other one, black to back. That's it. I mean, we killed bark to bark. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> oh, what? I can't have a bad joke? Only you tell the bad jokes. No, no. that No, I meant that was awful, that prospect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, actually, the, it's never in doubt. The prophecy. Actually, if you wandered around the, uh, the bookstores lately... Yeah. Bob Murphy's got another book out. Oh, does he? he About did. how he didn't win a premiership? No, he's already written one. Okay. Yeah, and now he's written another one. Right. Right. So he went back to the well on that. And um, I just love the takeaway line was, uh, there's only one Bob Murphy. It took all my self-control not to go mm. up there with a texter and go be grateful after that. <laughs> just a reminder for everyone listening that uh, Bob Murphy is, in fact, not a premiership player. Just thought I'd need to remind everyone of that again. That's true. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. It's just fact. (laughs) It's not my fault. Bob Murphy got injured and didn't have anything to do with a flag that was essentially a fluke. You're still bitter about the doggies, aren't you? Of course I am. (laughs) I'll be I'll be bitter about Richmond if they if they manage back to back. You really wanted Sydney to win that day, didn't you? Yeah, I mean that's that's the problem. Wanted to see Buddy lift the cup. No, I didn't want to see that, but I didn't want the Bulldogs to win. I don't know. It's just uh, if I had a choice, probably wanted the dogs to win that day. No, we're not 
You want me to open this can of worms just as we're trying to wrap up the... Anyway, look, succinctly, can of worms opened, by the way. It's already, <laughs> they're already all over the place. I'm going to clean that up later. Uh, do you want to talk about fairy tale premierships? Hawthorne's premiership win this year. That would be a, that would be a fairy tale premiership. Yeah. And, keep... and it wouldn't take 60 years of mediocrity. <laughs> That's not a fairy tale. Uh, do you reckon Clyco would finally get coach of the year if he won? No. <laughs> no, Buck, uh, Buck's all over yeah, it, eh? Bucks will get it. Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon. He's had to overcome so much this year. Yeah, records. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, please bring Brendan Gollard to the club, Ross. It's what you need in that back half. You've had Spur. <laughs> You've had Dawson. All right, we're going to wrap up for real now, listeners. Now, uh, social media wrap, iTunes, 93 ratings. Get on there, rate and review us. We've had people saying plenty of lovely things about the podcast, and you can too. We'd very much appreciate it if you did that. Twitter, as I said, surpassed 1,000 followers, and we can't thank you enough for that. That's been amazing and uh, really encourages us to uh, make the podcast bigger and better, especially as we all head into finals together as Hawk supporters. It's just going to be massive and i think it'll be massive for the podcast as well you can also find us on facebook facebook.com slash hawk talk pod that's going to do it for us this episode tis hawthorne's going to win yeah they'll win seal up that top four spot you predicted sixths and it looks like we're going to do even better than that you said six i said four to six mate i edit the bloody thing (laughs) i can pull up the archives like that (laughs) don't even test me on this do it (laughs) well i'm too lazy (laughs) 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 <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. A very happy team. <laughs>